You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> 300th episode, folks. Brian, how exciting is this? My God. How do you feel? I can't believe we've done it. 300. Jesus. Wow. Guys, uh, I couldn't <laughs> have done this without you guys. I really could not have done it without you guys. I couldn't have done it without Ryan. I couldn't have done it without Bryce or Jason. That's a fact. Or your legal team clearing that song. Yes. You could have that on there. It's well, fine. Because well, on Instagram, you could use it on stories. What was that? What was Johnny the Carson theme. Uh, Here's Rosie. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you. This has been an absolute shock that I made it past one episode, let alone 300. I would never have thought this would be a, a direction in my life that I would take. And, um, and having some success because I feel like uh, we have a devoted fan base. We have listeners who uh, find the podcast meaningful and helpful and and enjoy it. And that means a ton to me. And thank you, Ryan, for being here. Thank you for having we, me. We've had some fun. Yeah. We, you know, there's been some interviews. I always I always ask Ryan at the end mm-hmm. of it, I go, what do you think? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we're like, that was awesome. And sometimes I was like, you know, it was okay. You know, and that's just par for the course. And yeah, but that's rare. You know, I've almost been here five years at this point. No. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. No, it can't be. This is 2019 summer. Yeah. We're in 2024 now. Well, I think it's like four years. I mean, it uh, coming up on, it's like four and a half at this point. How is this possible? I don't know. I started in How did time fly? I guess because COVID really hit and it was just like, it was kind of a blur. COVID screwed a lot of things up. It sure did. Yeah. However, yeah. And you know, 300th episode is a big one. So I, I had to choose a guest that I thought would fit the 300th. And it was very easy to choose. It was not easy to convince them to do it. But I had to pick my uh, my buddy, my uh, my Superman, Tom Welling, for the 300th episode. So, uh, Tom, thank you for doing it. Um, I know you thought we'd, we've done it so many times that we wouldn't have anything to talk about, but we did. And uh, I really appreciated you doing it. And we've become really close friends over the years, which is surprising because we weren't ever close friends. We were like, yeah, hey, you know, I, I always liked Tom. He liked me, but and we respected each other. But like over the years, we 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 have a bond. I love his wife, his kids. I mean, I don't I don't live here, or he doesn't live near me anymore. But we see each other so often when we go to cons, and we see each other every week with you mm-hmm. doing these. So it's a real treat to have him here. Um, you guys know the uh, if you're really enjoying this podcast. All I ask you is please subscribe and uh, help the little podcast that could. And uh, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. You can watch us on YouTube. Please subscribe, write a review, keep listening. And if you want to join Patreon to support the podcast, that would be dynamite. Uh, It really helps. Patreon.com slash Inside of You. I'll write you a message. And um, also my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum. Just go to my link tree on the Instagram. And you'll see where what cons Tom and I are going to, Cameo, Sunspin My Band, all that information, stores, everything you need is there. So I don't need to talk about it. Uh, even Rosie's Puppy Fresh Breath is there. I talk about that, but it's a, it's a product I, I came out with. My buddy Tom Lally, childhood friend, and we like good breath on dogs. That's all I have to say. And it's easy to use. It's like a capful in their water based on you know how much water you have in there. It says on the instructions. And it's great. And uh, thanks for all the support. And um, yeah, without further ado, let's get inside of Tom, Tom, Thomas Welling. Should I do the thing again? <laughs> and without further ado, let's get inside of Thomas Welling. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Well, 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 if it isn't Thomas Welling, I never get to see you. Long time no see. But thanks for having a, me. Yeah, thanks for coming. This is, uh, I know you were reluctant. It's the uh, 300th episode starring, I, I just want to, I don't care if we talk about nothing for the next 45 minutes. I wanted you to be my 300th guest. Uh, you're one of my favorite people on the planet and... Uh, it's always easy talking to you. And by the way, 
have you started losing your hair yet? I know you're you're easing up on fifty soon. No, I got hair. People ask me the cons. I got hair. I got lots of hair. I just don't want to like do it. And my mom has hair, so I'm good. I that's what I hear. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say your mom has hair? She does. Well, most moms have hair. Ryan, does your mom have hair? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. not something you say. Well, my mom still has her hair. Oh. She, really, your dad. It's a high school thing. It's you have to look into like your mom's dad who may or may not have hair. As as far as I know, and my mom's dad did have hair, and my mom has hair, so I think I'm good. All right, good for you. And you're 46. I think so. Let me ask you. They always ask you that question. Do you feel 46? No. Where's your mind? I feel 20. I feel like 26 and 82 at the same time. Yeah, because I. This is a guy. I don't know what that adds up to. We should do that math because I just thought about that right now. Well, last weekend you were uh, you threw your back out and it was hard to watch. You were uh, wearing a brace. You were like you were like me usually with my back. Well, the the difference is if I if I may, you you're in constant pain. You've had surgery and you're about to go into another surgery. For me, it's just it feels like once a year my back just goes take a break. You know, and some people say that's from a mental standpoint. I don't see that. Maybe I need to talk to a therapist about that. You do. But um, my back was out. I wasn't in pain. My back just didn't work. So I was moving like one fifth of how I oh, used to yeah. work. You were moving slow. I didn't want to say anything, but we did a uh, we did a con a few weeks yeah. back before the holidays. And uh, we went to Nashville, which was a great time. But I guess it happened to you on the plane. So we did Smallville Nights, which is an intimate evening with us that we do at the cons, which we'll do one in Albuquerque. If you want to go to the cons, look on my link tree. We're, we're interacting with the fans and we're reading scenes from the show. And it's like this intimate thing. And you look like 90 years old just because you're yeah, back. I've the bo- way- I borrowed a cane from a fan. Yeah, I'm like, he Can borrowed I borrow a cane that? from the audience. He <laughs> yeah. borrowed a cane. This is like old Lex, old Clark <laughs> talking about our, uh, you know, it, it's funny, to, it, it, you know, as much as you pain of, as I've had in like surgeries and stuff, I don't like, I still feel in my head, I feel young, but like we, yeah, I you're out, sharp. Yeah, you're sharp. Well, I don't know how sharp I am, but like we went to a rooftop bar at the hotel and I went with the guys like, uh, you know, some friends of mine and we were all up there. Even Erica came up there, Erica Durant's. And uh, I took a lap. I wasn't there. Right. You aren't there. You were in your bed, you know, on Advil, back in pain. Yeah. But I uh, I walked. I took a lap. I wanted to check out the place, scope it. And I felt like I was everyone in there's father just by looking at them. Not how <laughs> yeah. I felt. But when I looked yeah. at them, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're like 20 years old. I. It's funny. You spark a, you spark a memory for me just in this moment. Um, when I was... I think 19 and 20, I was living in New York as a quote unquote model. And we were getting complete access to every nightclub with nothing to pay for, nothing else. And it was just a bunch of models everywhere. And then Smallville kind of hit. I remember we, we, we went to promote the first season of Smallville and I re- some of the places were still around. And I went to this one place, and I won't mention it, but I went back there and now they let me in because now I'm on this TV show and I got back to this room that I remember where all these people were and everybody looked so much younger than I was even at like 22. Oh. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, let me ask you, you said, you know, you talked about, you know, when you first got Smallville and um, I know you did construction before you were modeling. If... Yeah. First of all, do you still honestly, because a lot of people will say- And bartending. And bartending. Do you still love acting, honestly? Yeah. You do? I have a friend of mine right now, um, currently, I don't know when this is going to air, and I just he just helped finish a movie that didn't work, so they brought down this new producer, and he was a guy who, when when we did these last four days of this movie that was that was shot in Italy, I have two movies coming out in the new year. Nice. I, I, I don't even, I think they've changed the names of the titles, but we shot in Italy- um, we couldn't finish it, so we shot it in uh, Dallas. And I met this producer, and he was him and I have become friends because he was on set with us. If you know what I mean, yeah. he was like moving things and like doing things. And we had a we had a fight sequence that I was able to help out with. And then he moved it. We just became like buddies. And he called me recently, and he was like, "Hey, you know, 
I got this movie I want you to do. And you're like, oh yeah, sure you do. But he's like, but I'm doing this other movie and we need a sheriff. Do you want to do it for no money? And I was like, I be honest with you, I go, yes. Like because of the relationship with him and I, I go, yes. And I'm going to wow. play this. Hopefully I'm going to play the sheriff for probably one day, two days. Really? Why? Because you, you love it. I read the script and I love the script and I love this guy. And you and I have spoke about this before is as you have the opportunity, you want to work with people you like. Yes. You know, this guy says, hey, can, I need you. I'm in. Like, if you were like, I need you. By the way, that's what we're doing right now. You're like, yeah. I need you for this. I I'm want like, you I'm to in. do this podcast. And that, because, you know, I have other things to do, but I'm here with you because you asked me. And that's true. a beautiful situation. But what would you do if you were still living in Michigan and you didn't have the oh looks to get you to the modeling and, the, and then the modeling to the acting and all this stuff? And let's say it just stopped at bartending and construction. What do you honestly think? If you could honestly say, hey, this is probably what I would have done. My grandfather was a firefighter. And I've always thought about that because what I love about firefighters is they help people. Yeah. You know, maybe that turned into the Clark thing. I don't know. Like when the cops show up, you're like, ah, oh, slack. But when the firefighters show up, they're they're there to help you. I mean, that's a maybe non-segwit. I got rise attention there. But I maybe I would have gone there. I have friends who've gotten into firefighting, in and out of it. You would have gone into firefighting to help people, but instead you became an actor playing a character that helps pretending and saves people. To help. Pretending to help but, people. But you have helped many people out there who this show was everything that they, they needed at the, at that time. You know, when 9-11 what? happened, people, how many people have told us how important this show was to them or when, when they saw it with their dad and, and their dad's no longer with them, but it was a memory. It was like, or they got them through a tough time. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that. Um, you and I spend a lot of time at the cons and we meet people who've watched the shows with growing up with their like parents who maybe are not here anymore, but it still inspires them. But I will throw this back in your face and say that I have seen you physically help more people than, I don't, I, you know, you have taken effort to help people Ron McDonald house and whatnot. You have actually become a superhero in your own life. And well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like, well, no, I appreciate it. But I, you know, I always feel like, uh, and it's true. I, I don't do enough. I think I could do a lot more and I think I'm more fulfilled. And we I all have, can, I feel like I have more purpose when I do help people because I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, but I think that true, I don't know, altruism, true, like purpose is being selfless and, uh, you're going to get purpose by doing something for someone else that you, because you want to do that because you want to help them you want to help them get through a dark time or, and so I don't think that I do enough. I think a lot of people could say that, but I honestly think I should do a lot more and, you know, uh, but thank you. Well, I also, if, if if I may interject, I think one of the things that I get from listening to this podcast, because I am a listener. Um, I know that. And I think I'm still a patriot. I signed up at one point. I think I am. I'll have to look. You do a good job of, and you inspire me to this, you take care of yourself so you can help other people. Like I see you making efforts and I, you know, whether it's the interesting um, interviews you have with Zach Levi which he always has, he always has a lot to say, but I love listening to it. Yeah. You, what I like is you say, you got to take care of yourself so you can take care of other people. And I think that's a very wonderful thing. And Ryan, I don't mean to put you on the point, but I just looked up and saw you here, but I don't know if you get that from this or not. And I'd love your feedback, but like Michael inspires me. And I wonder if that's really nice. Not to put you on the point. You can <laughs> say no. Ryan, I don't inspire <laughs> I mean, Ryan yes. at all. I don't inspire him. No, but I, I agree yes, with you what do. you're saying a lot. Like that's I mean, that's something that I learned a lot in therapy is like you because I do a lot of helping other people, but it helps a lot if you can help yourself first so that you can put yourself in a position to, to help be helpful others. for other people. Well, not, I, I yeah. was a I grew up I grew up I, I'm an Eagle Scout. Like I went through the Boy Scouts. Oh wow, I didn't and, know that. Nerd. <laughs> News alert, it's going to trend. Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out. And it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially 
Ryan here have been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session, of course, yeah, yeah. It's just it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up, and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got found- Rocket Money. <laughs> Okay, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. I didn't understand it as I was going through it, but one of the merit badges you get is lifeguarding. And now that we're talking about this, and this is all just sparking, because you and I did not prepare anything about this interview. No. Except nothing. one thing, which I'm going to ask you later. Yeah, yeah. But it's not about us. Fine. But um, lifeguarding merit bet, when they teach you, like you already know how to swim, and they teach you how to like save people. The number one thing is if you don't think <clears throat> you can save the other person, you save yourself, because that other person will bring you down. And I think what I'm trying to do is kind of spin this to your podcast, which is get yourself in a place of status or status, however you want to say it, or homeostasis, <laughs> so that you can then help other people. It is, it is in layman's terms, the analogy I would, uh, w- I think you're, you're aiming for is when you're in a plane, they always say, put your mask on before you put the other one mask on so you could he- help yourself so you could help, uh, you know, other people like a, a kid or whatever. But anyway, yeah. listen, on that note, I know you you don't get too private, and we don't have to get private because I, I love your wife Jess, and I think she's just unbelievable. So I but, know she likes you more than I'm comfortable with. Well, to be come on, she's like he's so inner, he's so magnetizing, and I was like, what? Magnetizing? <laughs> I've never had a woman call me magnetizing. Magnetic. Well, 
I think it's an episode of Smallville that wasn't It good. made me uncomfortable as well. Oh, great. Now he's going to hate me for something I didn't do. Uh, what has Jessica taught you about yourself that you're working on to be a better, maybe a better person? Or what, well, what is it that you've gone, oh, my God, she's right? Because we've had conversations where you're like, you've said something and you're like, I'm like, well, and you're like, you're like well, she's right. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? How much time do you guys but have? But listen, hopefully I mean, when you're married and you meet the right person, they make you a better person. No, it's it, it's challenging. I mean, listen, it's... Does she tell you to be patient? Yeah, but you. here's the thing, like, okay, I'm going to come back to your other question, but this question, patience, you can't tell someone to be patient. Like, there's a whole unwrapping of why someone's on it, because people you're telling to be patient don't understand what you're talking about. However, what Jessica has not told me, but has helped me reflect upon how I operate. And I think that's even more important. Like, I might wake up a little earlier in the morning. And when she wakes up, I'm sort of like, you know, hey, this, 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 this. And she's like, time out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so she's taught me how to be more respectful of her space, how to understand my own operating system. Just like, hey, in the moment, maybe think about <laughs> how you want to operate instead of just like, you know throwing up on huh, i know you're up saying so almost take a beat to go hey how do i want collect yourself collect yourself i i don't do what? that enough i don't collect myself enough no I, you're impulsive but you're you're, <laughs> you're no but you are but this is why i do this and that's why we have a good relationship you're impulsive but it always comes from such a beautiful place that everyone allows it to happen okay because sometimes i, I feel and like i mean that is a good yeah, way yeah everyone some, yeah. loves you because you're it's all heart and i I guess so, because sometimes I, mean is, I get annoyed with myself. Like, I'm like, why can't you be more patient? Why can't you be quieter? Oh, why can't you be less impulsive? Dude, I'm, I'm, no one bugs me more than I do. I know. And, but I've gotten better in, in our relationship of trying not to bug my wife more with my, my impulses. Right. Do you, I uh, guess, do you think, I hope we have to interview her next. Well, I, yeah, I would do that. I, I just, I've noticed in you a huge change now i don't want to say no it is it's for the better now i don't know if it's jess i don't know if it's um just your experience doing these cons and you, just a new outlook after smallville because you were so in that world for so many years and so many like the go-to guy we need you for this we need you for that we need you and you're a very private person and you went through a divorce and all these things and i and maybe finding your soulmate but i i feel like there's just a calmness about you that I'm more comfortable being around. Like I wasn't always comfortable being around you because I felt like, ah, you don't want to be there. You're a little tense. You're short. Like that you was, don't have a lot was, of patience. That was there. That was the whole Smallville was that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like now you go to these cons and you're not always like, let's go, let's go hurry. Let's go. You're kind of just like, you're just, yeah, you're the calm one. You're like, you're just chill. You're in the room. You're talking to people. You're talking to fans. You're you're engaging. You're like a I don't want to say a different person because you weren't. It wasn't a person I didn't like, but you are a different person. Yeah, I I mean I would like to hope so. I I still have some things, but I know what you mean. And because a couple cons ago, you actually said something about it, and it was at the same time where I had happened upon a consciousness of what makes you happy. And I don't. What is happy? What makes you happy? Well, when you get what you want, it's happy. When you don't get what you want, you're not happy. But what do you really want? And when you don't get you want what you want, can't you just be happy within yourself? And with what and you have. What are, and, and what I put on top of that from the con experience that you talk about is, what are you really in control of? And what what's really going to go wrong? Like you can be, be yourself. Right. You know, give and be calm. And that's maybe what you've seen in me. Uh, I'm still working on it as we all do. Yeah. And, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, literally we've talked about this before, but on Smallville, it was all just, I felt like I was like a boxer. It was just like this all the time. Yeah. You're always just like, defending just, yourself and just trying to, yeah. Yeah. And now you're trying to survive. Well, let me ask you this. We went to Nashville and we did this con yeah. and there was this huge tornado and, you know, horribly and sadly, people lost their lives. Well, when this thing's coming at us and the sky is just this color I've never seen, 
and the alarms are going off and it's the the warnings are coming up on your on your alerts on your uh, what they call those iphone alerts amber uh, alerts or whatever it is well amber is missing children uh, missing children it's not that one <laughs> no it's just an alert <laughs> yeah and you're in a room and everyone's phone goes off right yeah. so what i'm saying is they made us all go down the entire con <laughs> hotel to the Were you there for what I said? To the parking structure and like it was serious. Like Jensen Ackles and me and Tom and Jared, we all went down to the parking structure with all these fans, with all these people in the hotel and we were awaiting what instructions on what to do next. And the first thing I was thinking of net well I actually I'm thinking of now is you know, I'm kind of carefree and I'm like I'm not worried. I'm just like I well, I just have to take care of myself. But at all, were you at all thinking, were you worried? Were you thinking, oh, you know, I've got these two boys and my wife at home. Um, did that that occur to you at all? Do you ever think of that stuff? Like, It's so funny because I, I literally got a slap in the face from Kim, who works with us. Physical we or mental? No, no, no. It was it was mental. But yeah. like I come I come back to the room, you know, we're we're both about to be done for the day, which everybody loves to be done for the day. And uh we get back there, the alert goes off, and Kim was like, kind of, and she runs the show. She's awesome. For, yeah. for these. And uh, and it was like, okay, we all have to go down to the parking garage, third level. Uh, there's a tornado coming. We all need to go. And I turned to her and I go, well, I don't need to go. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I mean, and I literally said to her, such a, this is so stupid. I go, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. Because I, I was thinking I'm going to walk back two blocks of the hotel. Right. And she looks at me and she goes, do you really want your wife to hear that you're the one person that leaves and dies <laughs> and leaves your wife and two kids? And I was like, let's go down to the parking garage. So it's like, no one's, per you know, because like, I was just like, I want to go, I want to go. And you know me, one of the things that works for me at work, and this is a sidebar, everything that's wrong with me works on set. Like me on set, all my, everything crazy and like, Neurotic. it all works in life is is it's more of an adaptation if that makes any sense so when she's like we all have to go downstairs we have to go and i'm like well i don't have to go and then when she said it to me i was like and i told my wife this story puts things into perspective yeah. hey do, do, the, do the boys ever bring you to tears is there any something is there something that you're you know oh your my kids God. where you, they do things and it just makes you like, like in a good way, like a like emotional yeah. way. Like these are my boys. I love them more than anything. It's distracting how instantaneous they they absorb your emotion in the in the best way. Like I went for a walk with my two boys yesterday, and we went up in the hills, and we were it's all beautiful. And they just start doing things and saying things, and they say things that you don't know where they got from. Like sometimes they say things, and you're like, oh, they heard that from me. They heard that from their mom. They heard that from that show we watch, and then them coming out with things that like you don't know where they come from and but with such beauty i mean it's disorienting in a beautiful way yeah that's that's how i would say it i love that um it's great do you think do you is there a pressure on you uh i know you had a good childhood like your your parents were were good parents yeah. right were um yeah. Do you feel like there's a pressure like to be a good father, to always do the right things? Are you hard on yourself? Or are you are you just embracing this whole world of fatherhood? Okay. Like it's it's tough, but then you see the beauty in them. Like I referred to my other story about going on the hike with them. It's like you see these beautiful people making choices on their own and they're only four and Six? two years old. It's about two. Yeah. But it's it's the most important thing in my life and it it's it's like a, the tent pole in my life for right now, for, of course. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know this is maybe a dumb question, but I've thought of this question. Like, um, if somebody said, hey, it's all over. This is, uh, this is what you've done. Like, you take that any way you want. Would you be proud of what you've accomplished? Um, is it good enough for you? Cool. Uh, no. It's not. No, and I... but. I mean, that's my, I'm not, I mean, I'm proud of it, but not enough. Like, I feel like there's more. And I think the main part is raising like my, my boys, um, kind of like what you said. I feel like there's, there's more to give. Am I proud of what we accomplished? Like with us on our show? Yeah. I think it stands up in our podcast that we do together. I'm like, this is legit. Like if my kids watch that show, that's great, but that's a TV show. Um, my my 
thing that I think about is how can I be an example for my children as, mm. is much more important. Yeah, but I, I look at you and I'm like, star of a TV show, made a ton of money, made a lot of people happy, beautiful, sweet wife, um, two beautiful kids, live in a really cool place. Like if it all ended, you know, uh, if God forbid, I'd say, Welling had a great life. <laughs> well, now would be now would be a good time because both my boys, like, you know, Thompson's favorite. Although they play with all the different characters, when I when I ask Thompson who's his favorite superhero, he looks at me and he says quietly, "Superman." But then he goes and plays with Iron Man, and like he doesn't. <laughs> Because he's he's already seen that he's already seen our show. Um, I don't think Rocky's familiar with it yet. But when you have young children at this at this age, they still think I'm awesome. Um, they haven't figured it out yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> figured out that you're <laughs> you're not awesome. No, you're, they, they, they know. Awesome. They know it. Dad's always their favorite person. You know, I always think this of you. Are you a messy person? I have a feeling you're a messy person and just bitches at you constantly. You know, that's an easy question to answer. I'm messy, but I'm clean. How does, what does that mean? You take a shower and then you take a shit on the floor? I have clean clothes that aren't organized. Yeah, I'm, I'm not dirty, but I'm messy. I, like, I, I take a shower before I go to bed. I like to be clean, but I'm not exactly organized. I have a feeling Ryan's messy. I, I, I kind of that way the messy clean no i all my clothes are clean yeah um, they're just not organized no my they're organized i mean uh i would like i just look at my 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 desk is like a little bit chaotic but i know where everything goes i just have i have stacks of hard drives yeah um, yeah i like I'm, I'm i'm more functional than i am oh this needs to be like let me move let me move this right here well, let, let me tell you person. something let me tell you something my old therapist who was right about this one thing said you have to have everything around you organized and put together or you will fall apart that's your personality everything has to be neat everything has to be organized so because your mind's so disorganized that it helps me so if my everything's solid everything's if Structure. i think that i have to do this this room's a mess this, then i'm not focusing i have this add so I have to make sure everything around me is good. And then I could sit there and I could write and I could focus. Like when I leave this room, I like it a certain way. Ryan knows. I like the pillows to be nice. I like this podcast room to be like when I walk in the next time, it's great. Looks great. Ready to go. Who wouldn't? Right. But I will say that our time on set, you and I share this. You walk on the set and it's not a it's not a proclamation, but it's what's going on what's 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 the structure that i can be creative within and as long as that's all taken care of i can be creative if not i'm distracted and i can't be creative yeah that's kind of the 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 other side of that but i agree with what he's saying i don't i don't need everything to be perfect to be to yeah, do what i do i know i think that's a personality i think that's certainly a personality yeah. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Do you, are you honestly proud of yourself? Can you, can you step back and look up from the outside in and say, dude, good job, good job. Or are you really hard on yourself? Like you don't see all the success. You just kind of, you don't take, you're not, you're not aware of all the things you've actually done. It's funny. This would be a good question for my wife. Um, <laughs> no, and I, I don't, I mean that in the best way because she said to me, she's like, I'm very proud of the work we did. And now then our, in our rewatch podcast, I'm able to enjoy it. At the time, I didn't because I didn't know what it was. Um, I'm proud of it. I, I, I think my kids will be proud of it when they see it as well. I, I just think there's more out there for me to express, if that answers the question. But yeah, at one point, she kind of said, like, it's not how I define myself. Like, I don't walk around being like, I'm the guy from that show. I really don't. And I... I think she respects that. I think she does. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I don't like that's something we did, and that's great. And we're I'm more proud of it now than I was when we did it. Sure, but there's more to come. That's that's sort of how I feel. Well, there's also like the the good guy aspect of it. Like I was watching this video on it. Somebody on YouTube did uh, <clears throat> nice guys and mean guys. And they had like Mike Myers is a, is a terror on set and people, all these things. But then they had Adam Sandler. He walks into like a restaurant and the woman's like, oh, sorry. She says, we don't have any whatever. And he goes, oh, all right. Or he says, we don't have any seats for you. Sorry. We, you know, we can't. And he's like, oh, okay. no problem. Yeah. And he's like, all right, all right. And he left with his daughter. And he didn't, he wasn't like, hey, you know, listen, I'm an actor. Yeah. I'm on a show. Uh, yeah. You, can you hook me up? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I think, would would you, look, we've all been, um, we, we, we've all said things, done things, ha- our actions didn't always uh, make us proud if we look back. I mean, just as a human being, not as, I can't, anything specific I'm not really referring to, but is there something about like any, any do you look back at your actions albeit on set or in personal life and go, you know what? I was immature and stupid and oh, I, yeah. I, I really oh, yeah. wish I wouldn't have acted that way. And I, I wish I could apologize yeah. to that person now. Yeah. And I, and I think especially with, with this podcast being toward like mental health in the best way of self-reflection, being able to learn from those things. Like there, there was a time they were directing an episode of Smallville outside in the parking lot. And I was trying to finish a, an episode I was directing and starring in, in the basement of the production studio. And we were trying to do this 300 sort of thing, like a, like a slow bullet going and Clark does this. And outside they kept calling on the radio that they had problems with problems. And I, it was like three or four, we had to stop when they were rolling and back and forth. And I lost I lost my Shit. composure and I went out there and I raised my voice toward a crew who I know, I know all their names. And the first ED comes over and says, Tom, 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 I need you to. And I'm like, I'm not going to calm down. It was just this so such an immature situation. Right. And he goes, and he, I don't remember what he said, but he said something that shut me up. Like he probably said, shut fuck up. And he pointed up in the sky and there was a, a, like a crane with a light with a 5k or two up there. Mm -hmm. And it was moving like 10 feet. He's like, we're trying to get that guy down. And I'm telling you, dude, I've never felt this since or before this complete, uh, like I am so out of line right now. Embarrassed. Or uninformed and uninformed and embarrassed. And everyone's like, that's okay. You didn't know. You didn't have the information and this and that. That experience has helped me now as I deal with set situations or life situations going on, where you remind yourself, hopefully, that you may be triggered, but maybe the next trigger is to remind yourself you might not have all the information for the situation. It might not be about you. It's about something else. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. And then I never did it again, by the way. I never raised my voice on set ever again. Yeah. When you when you watch that video of Christian Bale and he's just losing his shit and going nuts, do you are are you were you shocked? Could you have did you have do you ever think you could do something like that? I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I did. It's a that's a that's what I did in the story I just told before. I think you and I talked about this and it was like, oh, that's so everybody was like, it's so horrible you did that. I'm like, they call it stacking in in psychology. It's a it's a stacking of this emotion that adds the explosion. You're stacking up the dynamite and then it explodes. Right. I'm I don't know Christian Bale. I don't know anybody there. There's been some behind the scenes things which help me believe what I what I'd like to think, which is he's been dealing with this. He's asked for changes. It hasn't been changed. I don't agree with how he dealt with it. But when it happened, I was like, well, there's other actors. I mean, there's Joaquin Phoenix had a very famous intimate. Why they leak this information is actually kind of horrible to me. I think it, I think it's a good thing because <laughs> if you leak that sort of information, I mean, look, there should be privacy and no one should have that. But like somebody was like, you know, the guy who grabs the the tape or the film and takes and gets it transferred. He's like, you know what? I'm going to take a copy of this and no one's going to know it was me and I'm going to air it because this guy's a fucking asshole. Now, 
I think he's a brilliant actor, Christian Bale. I, I don't know the details, but I bet it helped him. I bet he'll never do that again. I bet. I agree. If yeah. if something is presented to you where you see yourself in another light and you don't like it, that's when you make yeah. a change. When you hit yeah. rock bottom is the only time that you realize your, uh, you know, your issues, your, um, what's the word? Your, uh, your freaking um, personality, your, the way you handle things uh, affects other people yeah. and there's consequences. I think when you see that, yeah. you, you, that's the best chance you have to I, make changes. I, I have a friend of mine who, and I, I'm not going to say his name because he's too fam- He's literally too famous to mention. And years, 30 years ago, he did a film with a very famous director. And I'm sorry to be that guy who's not naming names. But here's the situation. His director called him in and said, I need you to watch dailies. And he walked in. And he's watching the dailies. And he's seeing himself on camera, literally chewing his own mouth off. Because he'd been doing cocaine. Oh, wow. And the director was like, I want you to see this. And the story was told to me as a, as a, as a coming to Jesus moment for him. And he goes, that's when I stopped doing cocaine. So it, it speaks wow. to what you said. When he saw himself, he was like, I, I can't be that person anymore. We justify what we're feeling in any given moment. But when you're being photographed, I mean, that's why when like you're doing something as many goes, let me video it. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like there is a thing about that. But if we were, uh, maybe that'd be helpful. I don't know. I did something where I was on a recording of something and I thought the recording was over and I started talking to my friend and saying shit and just joking between two friends who if people heard some of the shit we say, they'd be like monsters because we're just like, it, it's not real. It's like complete exaggeration. But like, you'd be like, it, it, first of all, it would hurt feelings and it would, and I, but no one heard it. But yeah. somebody texts me and goes, hey, you're still on, on air. Yeah. And I go, what? I mean, and if people would have heard it, it would have, it, I, I'm, it I'm telling a- you, the feeling I had was absolute shame and embarrassment, even though no one heard it. And it wasn't right. that bad, but I felt like I'm I'm done. I, 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 the, I the, mean, let's, it was it was horrible, but, but thank God, you know, I know so you gotta, you gotta I be careful. Who, I have friends who have lost their jobs talking to people who have actually become presidents for saying worse things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's some things are said like you and I, even Bryce and Ryan, like when we're off air, we have conversations. It's not horrible, but it's not worth sharing. It's between friends. Right. And that's okay. Cause it's, we all understand the context of the humor and what we're saying. Um, it's a scary thing. If someone were to just listen to what you were saying without you knowing they were listening. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you if, uh, Alan miles came to me and you, and said, listen, yes, we've got a Smallville movie. I already answered it. Well, Smallville movie, I mean, I'd be like, yes, let's hear it. I don't know how it would happen. Well, but if they came up with an idea anything- for a Smallville movie or five years later, or it was right before, like, let's say they just said, we have this idea. It's before you still be, before you come Superman. And it's this little window here. It's this like, and we want right. to make a movie and we've got this great idea and it's going to be on Netflix. Would you consider it? Of course. I mean, listen. I was thinking about this the other day, um, right before we did our our, our talk show podcast. But like, no, we were on one of the most successful shows in the history of television, like top fifty. From that show, I've never gotten an incoming call from anyone involved in that show for further work. And I don't mean to. I'm not saying that like I don't feel bad about that. I don't harp on anybody about that. But you would think that when you're success, successful, you would be continued successful with successful people. But I think the time has changed. It is sort of sad. I think in this world, there are a few people who they come up together, they start making things and they put all their friends in it and they, they constantly use their friends. There's very few people like that. Um, I've had many friends who have become tremendous successes. Some put their friends in the movies. Some don't. They're also under different influences. Sure. Studio sure. casting. Let's give them that. Sure. Yeah. But it's people think 
it's hard enough getting a movie from people that don't know you, but when you're not getting things from people that do know you, then it's like, oh my god! Well, now I'm really fucked. <laughs> That's true. It's it's funny, but uh, but it's cool that you would do a Smallville movie. I think that it'd be it'd be, mean, it'd be hilarious. The concept they'd be like, Tom, I want you to get ripped. I want you to lose twenty pounds. Rosenbaum, I want you to do this. I want you to look this. You're shaving shave your, head, your head, and we're we're doing this, and we're getting uh, you know, and we're getting and. It'd be pretty fun. I don't know. If Is that be, more? It, I, that sounds more like Al than Miles, by the way. Yeah, just Miles that, would be like the voice. No, no, no. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. <laughs> you have addictions. I do. Buying clothes, bags, sweatshirts. Every time I see you, you've got a new <laughs> fucking bag, and I'm like, "Where'd you get that? You've got a new uh, cordless uh, speaker, one of those Bluetooth speakers." You're you're the gadget guy. Does just tell you always like stop buying shit. I'm I I. It's funny you say this. I'm. I'm always trying to find like the right, like the right headphones or the right clothes, like simplifying my travel. But in trying to simplify it, I buy more things, <laughs> which do. is so, so ridiculous. Like headphones or because well, we travel so much. Yeah, I'm it's not like we're going out and buying Porsches or Lamborghinis. We're buying, t I buy t-shirts. Like, yeah, I don't. My friend yeah. Jess is always like, do you need another t-shirt? I'm like, yes, I do. I need t-shirts and sneakers. That's it. I don't need much. Yeah. You do because I see the same five or six from you all the I time. I know. Why do I? No, so but you I always do wear more. the same t-shirts because I don't know. Anyway, listen, can we talk <laughs> about, Tom, I know you had an incident a long time ago. A lot of people don't know about where you yeah. sort of, and you're, everything's great now and you're fine, God willing. Yeah. Um, but you had an incident and, and it was weird. Yeah. Tell me about that. Well, it was a little health scare, um, which I didn't necessarily experience in that Without context, I'm sorry I mentioned it, but everybody around me did. And I mean, Jessica kind of literally saved my life. And when I was in the hospital, obviously my parents flew in. You know, we talked about how my parents are awesome. And there were really only two other people that came to visit me in the hospital. One was my buddy Ryan. And it's funny because I don't remember seeing him there because I was still sort of Loopy. in the hospital mode. Yeah. The only person I remember actually visiting me was you. Which you didn't need to be there. You didn't have to come there. I don't even know how you knew about what was happening. Um, and then throughout that and me sort of kind of coming back from whatever it was, you were there to to be like, hey, buddy, let's go hang out. Like, let's go up to the, you know, the Mulholland Tennis Club. Like, let's get out of the house. That's like, when we started to, hanging like, do out, stuff. really, after that incident. And you really, you know, and it helped me because you allowed me to kind of talk about some of the frustrations I was having. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. Um, maybe I've never said that before, but yeah, that was, it was a, it was a, it was a weird experience. It's sort of like, is it like you have tent poles in your life? You know, you, you know, you were born, you graduate high school or I didn't go to college, but maybe you have a 10 year long television show and that is, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> then, college. you know, Smallville college. And then you have children and then you have health things and it, it was a tent pole. And, and I do know that what you did for me was very helpful, so thank you. Uh, and yeah. continue to do. And we don't have to, of course, man, of course, but we and we don't have to get into it. But it was a scare because you like uh, passed out right in a DMV. Yeah, you passed yeah. out completely unconscious, pretty much, and yeah. and in front of everybody. It was like, were you just standing there? Do you remember anything you said before you just passed out? Well, one of the things about what happens is you you don't remember because that's how your brain protects yourself. But if I my my wife Jessica was standing to my right. If I had fallen to my left, there would have been more serious consequences. But I kind of I fell to my right, and she kind of like helped me to the ground. Um, and then it was I I woke up at the hospital. So and then it was just trying to figure things out, and we did, and everything's fine now. But um, it was weird. I mean, I think Jessica had to deal with it more than I did, if that makes any sense, because I was not conscious. Yeah, I remember it was just, it was one of those and things. She was, and by the way, Jessica was pregnant at the time with Thompson. And, and what's scary is it just, it happened. There was no rhyme or reason. You had no health issues. It if it happened, happened 10 minutes ahead of time, I'd have been on the highway driving 65 miles an hour. And that wouldn't have been good. No. Brendan I'm, Fraser, working with him, and I know you did this, you know, it aired on Warner Brothers and it was this 
stuff you did in South South Africa and it yeah. was dangerous and a lot of guns and this team of uh, you know assassins or whatever FBI or CIA stuff whatever. But like even that. doing something like that, could you see the talent he had in just the small time that you had working with him? Yeah. So he played a character who, on paper, my character was supposed to be. You know his his character pays me to protect him. And my character doesn't like this guy. He doesn't like what he stands for. And moment to moment on set, I saw the brilliance of Brendan where I was fighting not liking him. Like, I'm not supposed to like this guy. But his angle on the character was so just like, it was annoying to be honest. <laughs> it was annoying because I'm like, I'm not supposed to like you. And so it, what happened is it bled into the the connection between the characters, which I think became sort of like a, not Butch Cassidy Sundance, but it was like a, you could see my character being ground down by this guy's agenda. And I think him and I just, we we didn't like hang out after set or do any of that. But on set, he has this thing of bringing you in and he's so engaged and he's so, so such a beautiful person. I think that's literally how. And when I've seen him a few times since, like at, at cons and stuff, he's just beautiful. He's just so wonderful. Lastly, I know you wanted to ask me something, so and we'll finish with this. Oh, this is the fan question on my Go end, ahead. But, so my fan fan question is, as a patron member, um, <laughs> recently, I know you had Keanu on, and I have a story about Keanu where when when I was when I production company with Warner Brothers, we sold a we sold a television show, and I was in New York kind of celebrating that. And my agent, uh, who I was meeting for dinner, called me and he goes, you know, where do you want to go to dinner? We're going to celebrate. Everything's on me. And I was like, oh, great. So I picked this great spot. And he goes, I'm going to bring my friend Keanu. And I was like, okay, cool. I, you know, I didn't catch him. I'm like, okay, you, cool. You're going to bring somebody. So we get there, we sit down, we're having fun. And uh, 20 minutes later, Keanu Reeves sits down. He's, you know, my agent's like, hey, sits down. And then my agent tells him why we're celebrating. And he, the way he looked at me and engaged at me and he said, what you just did was so difficult to do. I'm, you know, he didn't say I'm proud of you, but he just like was like, I was like, oh my he God. He was genuinely like, happy for you and really cool about like, yeah, and your it, success. And, and it wasn't, it was just a beautiful person saying something beautiful. And I was like, no one around me has said this except him. Everybody else, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's the only person who actually said it. And we had a great night. He ordered some of the best wine I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I just became a fan of him as a person, and I've never seen him since, but I know you recently just interviewed him. So as a fan, was it be like, how do, what was your experience with him? Because I know he's a gracious, wonderful person, and I watch everything he does. I'll just say but this. But being, being with him, he, ha he has this thing. It's yeah, great. well, he came on with his band, his two uh, band members, Brett and Rob, and they were the nicest guys ever. And, you know, I was told ahead of time, like from one of his friends, like, hey, don't make it about Keanu because it's, you know, it's kind of the band yeah. and they're on tour and, and, uh, and I dog go, no. star, right? Yeah, dog star. And, and they've got a great band. And uh, I had worked with Keanu in Sweet November. I was a transvestite yeah. that lived next door to Charlize Throne. And, and I loved working with him. And I was nervous about having Keanu on because I was like, my friend's like, hey, have him on. And if he has a good time, then it'll be easier to get him on the podcast alone. And so, yeah, you know, he sits down, uh, he comes uh, he comes in, he goes, and I go, Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? He goes, uh, that, that would be great. Yeah. And I go, can you drink out of my sunspin? It's my band. He goes, Oh, I want to hear something. And I played a sunspin song. Oh. Remember that? And I was like, cool. And That's Ryan cool. and I were so excited. Ryan and I were so nervous because we, get, we had an extra camera and we had to make sure everything yeah. was on and recording. And I was like, I don't yeah. want anything to go fucking wrong. And we're both nervous. Right. <laughs> and he sits down. I go, would you mind sitting there? He goes, no, it's great. And he sits there and he looks up. It's all good. While we're recording, the first thing he says, I thought I'm going to have to dig stuff. You know, he goes, I know that movie. It's Dracula. And I go, oh my God, I forgot that you're in that movie. <laughs> and he goes, it. yeah. He goes, you got Gary Oldman to sign that. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you know, I, I once gave... Francis Ford Coppola mushrooms because he directed <laughs> Dracula. And that was the first thing he said at the interview. And it just made every, I think whether he knew it or not, it just put me at ease. And, you know, when I asked him yeah. questions about how he deals with life and things like that, 
he was very you know he's very quirky he's, he's just he's an odd guy you know in a cool way but he's very I just reserved feel like he knows but i think he's he knows he's a lot more than with, you think he's shy and he's well articulate but i will say this he said he's comfortable with himself i go what do you do when you're trying to work something out of your stress and he goes michael um because i'd like to be quiet i like to sit there and close my eyes and just think about everything and just try to think it through and the way he said it and you'll hear it it's just a couple of things he said and what you know again i was talking to three guys a lot but and and yeah. after the show i could tell he enjoyed it and we went outside and we hung out for like a half an hour in front of the house talked about his motorcycle talked about me working with him talked about our mutual friends and i just felt like for someone that's such a big star that everybody wants a piece of him he couldn't have been nicer when i said can we get a picture he's, like, he's yeah yeah and i go can ryan get a picture with you he's like yeah he, he was just he was just like a genuinely sweet man that's what i'll say about so him. it also sounds like he's there with you mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's like sharing the moment with you and i think that's a that's a he just wants know. to that, hang I'm, out he doesn't want to talk to about this. himself he just wants to talk about things that people talk about a lot of times it's yeah. like when you're with someone that you're like oh enamored by you're like, oh, what do we talk about? You know, just talk about what you would talk about. So I was like, oh man, I love yeah. music. What kind of guitar do you have? Well, just talk, and yeah. that's the best way to do it. And he's and he's and he's interested. He's interested in in things. This yeah. is was this better than you thought? You know, I you know I didn't want to do this. Yeah, um, thanks. but I did it thanks. for you. I mean, that's my own ego, whatever. But um, I knew that we had fun talking. I don't. We even remember what we just talked about, but Tom, thanks for being on, man. I love you. I'm sure I'll be talking to you within an hour. So good luck to you there. <laughs> you want to say goodbye to Ryan? Ryan, thank Tom, you for being here. Thank you for allowing how did, me. How did you feel here. about the interview, Ryan? I felt great about it. I always like hearing okay, from you. Okay. And also this is like a nice different context and we don't have to talk about Smallville today. Yeah. We didn't really talk about Smallville. Because usually a lot. we're talking about something else. Yeah. No, but you opened Never. up about some things, and I think people are going to really, um, really dig that. And it was a fun conversation. So uh, I love you, buddy. Give Jess right, a well, tongue kiss for me and tell her. Don't I'm, tell, tell her I'm more magnetic than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later, buddy. Well, there you have it. Uh, the 300th episode. Uh, Tom Welling, thank you for being here. It was an absolute delight, and we're just going to jump right into it. Um, it's been a treat. 300 episodes. There's not much else I could say. Um, Ryan, I hope you've had a decent time. You know, it's not like we spend 40 hours a week together. We might spend like two or three hours a week together. But uh, ultimately, has it been a decent experience? It sure has. Well, I, I like that. I like uh, you're appreciated. I hope you know that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Well, dual. Dual? 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 Double? Double appreciation? Double appreciation. Penetration, <laughs> double apprentice, double apprenticeations. <laughs> uh, okay, right now, uh, without further ado, we're going to do the uh, top tiers. This is these are the top tier patrons who give back to the show, even if it's a small amount. Or, well, the top tiers, it's they they really give back, which makes the show possible. To be honest with you, and I'm going to read off their names now. We love you. Go to Patreon.com/slash Inside of You and become a patron today. I'll send you a message. You, there's you get a lot of good stuff with it. Um, look at the perks when you go to the patron page. Why don't you start it out? Me? 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 Raw, raw, raggy. Like Zoic School. All right. Nancy D, Leah and Kristen, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Santiago M, Leanne P, Maddie S, Belinda N. Dave Hall. Mm -hmm. yeah. Dave Hall. I love Dave Hall. Dave's a really good guy. I really like hearing his voice. I wish I had his accent. This is, I'm not doing a good job of his voice right now. Sheila G, Brandy, Ray H, Tabitha T, Tom N, Talia M, Betsy D, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Dev, Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Eugene, and Leah, Corey, Mel S, Christine S, Eric H, Shane R, Andrew M, Oracle, Oracle, Oracle. Amanda R, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Jorel, Jamin J, Leanne J, Luna R, Mike F, Stone H, Brian L, Jules M, Kendall L, Jessica B, Marisol P, Kaylee J, Brian A, Marion Louise L, Romeo the Band, Frank B, Gentine, Nikki L, April R, M. 
Randy S., JDW, Oral P., Rachel D., Melissa H., Nick W., Stephanie and Evan, Charlene A., Don G. Hello, Don G. Don G. Jenny B., John, Jennifer R., Tina E., NG, Tracy, Junie, and Tasha S. Thanks, guys. All my love. I'm glad I read all the names. Don G. It made me think of Shrek. Don G. Don G. Oh, my gosh. Don uh, Guys, I love you. Thank you for all the support. 300 episodes. Hopefully, uh, let's just take it 50 at a time. <laughs> now, let's just, you know, no. But I, I, I'll do this as long as you guys are supporting me. And um, as long as I have your support, I'm here. So thanks and spread the word. And let's make the show bigger and better if we can. So And thanks, Bryce and Jason. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean. Without those guys, I mean Bryce is the backbone of it all, and and Jason he puts it together to make sure you you know so people are listening and it's easy to listen to and it's it's tight and Jason's editing on the video it's just he takes care of me he takes care of the guest he takes care of the he puts his he puts his all into it as does Bryce so I'm I'm blessed to have all you guys on the team Ryan Bryce Jason and uh, I'm blessed to have all you listeners out there who support the podcast and are listening and thank you so here's to here's to 300 more let's just say it and thanks to Westwood One for all their support and getting us um advertisers and uh working so diligently and um believing in the podcast so thank you and from the Hollywood Hills in Hollywood California I am Michael Rosenbaum I am Ryan Tejas I'm here too little wave to the camera we love you guys. Thanks. And uh, be good to yourselves. Be good to yourselves or self. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.